This is the 44th episode of Stockholm Legacy Report, a podcast about paper legacy. My name is Victor Bernhardt. With me is one of my excellent co-hosts, Christopher Wikström. Robin Svensson is out this week due to Gothcon logistics. To you, dear listener, we would like to say thank you for tuning in and welcome. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this sweet edition of Midnight Talk. Dynamic duo, indeed. Stockholm Legacy Report can be found every week on the Top Tech tab. This week's episode will be devoted to preparations for Gothcon 45 taking place this very Easter weekend in Gothenburg, Sweden. Gothcon is a great and diverse tabletop gaming convention, but we will of course talk about the two large paper legacy tournaments that will take place and what our heroic wizards Robin and Christopher who are going might be sleeving up. So Christopher, how are you feeling about all this? I'm feeling pretty good. Like, uh, besides the part that, uh, you know, uh, Gothcon 45 was in Roman numerals. And, uh, you know, it takes it takes some time for me to uh, translate that. But when you said 45, uh, it eased a bit. It's easier than XLV, <laughs> which it says in the, in the show notes. But I'm really pumped. Paper tournaments are always fun to play. And like, especially when you can go with a friend or something, it's uh, going to be a lot of fun. You know, I love legacy and I love paper. So this is going to be a really good time, I think. I am extremely jealous that you guys are going, of course. Yeah, and we're super sad that you're that you couldn't come this time. This time. Exactly this time. I mean, Easter holidays, Easter holiday. Uh, for many of us, that means logistics. For me specifically, logistics around cats. <laughs> and kids but uh, for for all our european listeners uh, the european legacy series or whatever it's called has been announced where they have uh, they have revealed four locations um so if you haven't heard about that maybe you can find it somewhere because uh, i definitely botched the name but uh, i think uh, in copenhagen this uh, this summer, there will be a tournament that maybe we all could road trip down to. Nice. I think there is also the Tier 1 Con happening in the summer in Malmö, the very south of Sweden. So these are other large paper legacy tournaments to look out for. But however, GothCon is coming up. Uh, when you're listening to this, GothCon might actually already be in full swing or you're sort of in the car on the way down uh, if you're traveling to the event. Uh, Christopher, what do you predict that the metagame is going to look like at this tournament? Are it's, is it going to be like 35% the Red Delver? 15% aid cost? No, I'm, I'm actually... I'm not really sure. I don't think that Delver will be as prominent as it is uh, online perhaps and uh, i mean i I could be wrong but i think that uh, for a tournament like this that's during the easter also i think only the diehards are gonna go to these tournaments and now i'm not talking about the tournament spikers i'm talking about the people who just want loves to play their there may be petek or people who just wants to have a good time and i'm not saying you can't have a good time with blue red delver but i'm i'm guessing that 35% of the people showing up might not feel that uh, skipping easter dinner or something like that to play blue red delver might be their cup of tea but my predictions is i'm i'm getting a strong vibe that it's going to be pretty a pretty blue meta and uh, what i mean by that is I do expect Delver and 8cast, but I also expect a lot of these undoing decks like Jeskai or Grixis, maybe 
a small splash of uh, you know some other some other blue decks that might have fallen out of favor a bit but uh, i'm i'm getting some strong vibes for doomsday storm and uh, sneak and show this i i can't explain it it's just a, a feeling i have i'm going to pack a lot of uh, combo hate going because that's uh, what i'm most scared of i think yeah i mean as uh, as you were saying it i was sort of it was on the tip of my tongue this feels like a very blue tournament and i think uh, you could usually expect that going to the west coast i mean gothenburg for those who don't know is is a second largest city in sweden it's a harbor city on on our west coast so uh, i mean lots of uh, waves and island lovers hanging around that place I mean, you sort of you wouldn't go to Gothenburg and expect a slew of Maverick players, for example. No, I don't know where in Sweden you would go to to run into that company. Maybe Stockholm is the closest. Uh, Mid range hell. Mid range hell, everybody. But uh, yeah, like if we're gonna be, you know, uh, basing it on uh, geographics, I definitely think <laughs> like Gothenburg has uh, this institution. Feskekyrka, which is uh, a translation, which is uh, fish church, or I'm not even sure because I'm not that good at Gothenburg, uh, like slang or, you know, it could be Fisher's church, but I think it's fish church. I mean, Gothenburg is the capital of Sweden when it comes to puns, so you might be, you, you might be lost in translation as well. Yeah, but I... Uh, I I definitely think I'm I'm not really sure how big the tournament is going to be. So we'll we'll see. You're you're gonna hear hear all about it uh, next week. But I'm not really sure about the like how how the turn up is gonna be. Like both due no, to yeah. you know COVID, but then again I think also a lot of people might come due to COVID. And like GovCon, this is the first GovCon since uh, COVID. Yeah. And it might either be that people are cautious or super eager to come back. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see. But I do, I, I do think that uh, we'll see a variety of different decks. And that's kind of like the normal paper meta. Like those five out of eight in the top eight being a Delver. Like... When does that happen in paper tournaments? Like Never. And I think also never. this tournament, as you said, since it is the first in a couple of years, uh, I think this tournament will bring a large group of aficionados. And with that, I don't mean the spikers. I mean people who bring their Candelabro Thanos deck just because <laughs> it's so fucking amazing. I mean, the, the Four Chains deck we discussed last week, if you ever see that played, it's going to be at GothCon. Hell yeah. And one, one or two of those decks, I think, are also going to go really far because the, the meta is just not going to be prepared at all to tackle like one or two of these really outlier strategies that are sort of in and of themselves very powerful. It just might be that in a normal legacy meta, there is just sort of other powerful things that are comparatively better to do in the same sort of sphere. But now when we have at least an online meta that is becoming rather homogeneous, you might sort of slip that you need to sideboard for the aficionados as well. Yeah, for sure. And I think like there are some quote-unquote brewers advantages in certain metagames like uh, if if you just take our local uh, game store meta we have seen a big uptick in the undoing decks and uh, in uh, like lands different 
type of lands builds. So like Chains is a pretty good card against uh, one of those decks. If they're trying to daze undoing you and you have a, a Chains in play, that's uh, that can be pretty awkward. <laughs> Too bad it's going to sort of be in play and they're sort of probably not going to cast their undoing. But if you can think a way to flash the chains into play and then it's like uh, just play Hullbreacher <laughs> sort of solves your problem <laughs> like the uh, what's that uh, the ley line of anticipation the is that the blue one that gives everything flash probably yeah <laughs> it's beautiful yeah but that's the thing like someone's gonna someone's gonna arrive in Gothenburg with a fuck off ley lines deck and just completely stomp the first five rounds b- yeah, before like, they uh, run into problems I would I would lose to the ley lines deck with what I'm bringing, like no chance. Um, it's over. Like I have very little interaction, and we'll go into that uh, later. I see our our show notes, yeah, and it's yeah. a spoiler alert. <laughs> we'll go into that later. We will talk about what you play, but first we'll talk about since we are meta gaming a bit. What gauntlet are you guys gonna be testing against on your train ride from Stockholm to Gothenburg and the sort of the on the eve of? So, like, I'm bringing three decks, but it's actually only two and a half. Well, size wise, it's maybe three and uh, one fourth or something like that. I'm bringing. You're playing Battle of Wits. <laughs> <laughs> Almost no, but I'm I'm bringing the um, so so my part of the gauntlet will be 80 card Luren with Yorian, but I'm also bringing the cards I could swap it to a sweet 60 card list that I've been uh, brewing a bit with, and uh, I'm also bringing uh, Grixis Retsugu undoing, so we can have some um, some mid range. Uh, testing as well because i do think that deck just appeals to a lot of players not only the hidetsuku version but the jeskai or bant build or however you build it i do think that it has merit oh, for sure and uh, it also attracts a certain type of player like uh, players like me like i <laughs> i love value <laughs> and if i can two for one my opponent and then just sort of pseudo mind twist them for their whole hand while getting seven treasures i mean it's great. But uh, so that that will be my part of the gauntlet. I'm bringing Grixis Control and two versions of Valorant. And the gauntlet from Robin will be, to my understanding, uh, Blue Red Delver, because we need to test against that. I think 8 Mulch or the other land lands build or the hybrid and 8 cast. So we will have a pretty nice mix. We're not testing, like, uh, there are some matchups that would be really good to maybe test a bit like death and taxes but it's one of those decks that i'm personally not scared of and uh, this is gonna bite me later when i give you my tournament report in a week <laughs> but my record with um I, I can't remember the last time i lost against death and taxes with uh, aleron which is mostly most likely going to be my my deck of choice for the tournament just to give an example this first day i i was paired against uh, death and taxes in the round three and i played the 80 card version and while I was sitting there playing, I was just thinking like, this is pseudo impossible for my opponent to do anything about. I could either just sculpt or prevent my opponent from doing anything meaningful. Like Cauldra is the scariest card and you're playing like four swords, four prismatic ending and teferis and all of that junk. And then you just have this one card kill. That's uh, like, sure, they can skyclave it, but like you're such a value deck. 
I think both at Nationals and uh, this first day and whenever I've played that matchup, especially with the 80-card version, I don't think I've lost a game yet. So it's uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty not, like confident in that matchup, but um, I have. I have tweaked my sideboard a bit because I realized last week in round four when I played against a TS opponent that it would really be great to have more combo interaction. And especially if you're an 80 card version, you could maybe take some of the the notes that the eight mulch players has been taking. I've seen everything from a 15 blue card sideboard only with mind break traps and forces and stuff like that to going quite hard on spheres and uh, stuff like that. So I'm thinking about maybe just tweaking my sideboard to be good against combo because that's always going to be scary. And uh, so, uh, yeah, I I think our gauntlet is, is pretty good. Like, like we talked about, I think I have a good Delver matchup. That's not me. Like, I'm I'm pretty scared uh, playing Delver when I'm on a learn. Because, like, the normal kind of... The normal thought process when you tell people that you're playing a learn or something like that is that you have so many Strixes and you have, like, all of these things. But they only need to connect with a Merktide twice and they only need to remove approximately one creature to make that happen. So it's extremely scary. Like the 80-card version is definitely better against Delbert than the 60-card version because going for the combo, uh, it's uh, pretty pretty scary. Not that you'll lose, but you'll commit into something that won't resolve, more yeah. likely. Yeah. So uh, it's, uh, it's, feeling, it's feeling fun. It's going to be fun to do some boot camping with, uh, with Robin on the train. I bought the best train drink that you can in preparation for this which is soy nerds which is uh, something we have oh. here in sweden and it's a uh, it's an easter and christmas drink called Poskmust or julmust which i literally have no translation for essentially Poskmust and julmust are a type of flavored root beer oh yeah, maybe that's why it tastes so good. Then. But it's uh, soy nerds is like the the ultimate version of that because it tastes a bit of coffee and it's just like extremely nice. Yes. It's like the ultimate the ultimate uh, soda, I would say, in my opinion. But uh, it's gonna be fun to try try busting Robin a bit with uh, like he's been talking about how he has had some issues with uh, mid range or control, especially these hull breacher undoing decks. So it's going to be interesting to see how he can fare against Hiretsugu, which might be the meanest version of them all because uh, Hiretsugu is pretty good at blowing up chalice, moxen, constructs, and all of those like one drops. And then just sweep up the graveyard the turn after, so Emery becomes a bit less spicy. So it's a, it's going to be a good boot camp for him. And uh, I'm also excited to try more matches like Aluren against 8cast, because I think that's a really tricky matchup also for Aluren, especially post-sideboard. Oh, uh, right. So yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely, I, I want to get those reps in. Like they're getting Torpor Orbs, they're getting more forces, and it's... Uh, it's a nightmare. But then also you have to remember, as always, since this is probably a 6-7, or if you're lucky, even 8 rounds tournament, plus of course you're going to go into top 8, so you have another 3 rounds there before you actually win this thing. <laughs> uh, you're going to have to make sure to get a good night's sleep, 
get a good breakfast in, bring more than one bottle of water, more than two pieces of snack, make sure to get a lunch in there, make sure to go outside in between rounds to get some fresh air. If you are at GothCon, my personal recommendation for food would be to head down to the avenue, avenue, like the big street in Gothenburg, which is quite close to the to the school where Gothcon is usually held. There is this grill called Junspors. They have both animal cruelty and vegan uh, options of their foods, which is uh, absolutely fantastic fast food. Uh, you should eat sort of all of your meals basically at Junspors if you are playing at Gothcon. I can strongly recommend anyone to uh, to check out check that out if you are not familiar already. The venue uh, Vitfeltska is a school that looks uh, pretty it looks like a wizard school almost uh, like one of those fancy yeah, ass brick uh, brick walls and you know courtyardy and all all kind of things. Not as not as fancy as the university that i study at <laughs> but uh, it's very nice and some of my favorite restaurants in gothenburg is really close as well so if you have the opportunity if you're listening and playing and this is not up like after the tournament um, there are some really good restaurants nearby like bar bar la lune and uh, trattoria la strega are two extremely good restaurants that i recommend yeah i mean with that we uh probably are not going to uh, do much more of a hypothetical sort of introduction to, to, to GothCon. I mean, now we've sort of said these are things that might happen. Now we just need you and you listeners who are going to actually make that happen and uh, hopefully surprise us. So this is all we have for this week. We hope you enjoy this uh, sort of briefer gothcon prep episode uh, even though we missed robin we you and me christopher still have a nice time if you like the show uh, always feel free to tell a friend uh, that you think should listen as well if you are indeed going to gothcon say hello in the discord server you can find a link in in this episode information to give christopher and robin a proper high five this link also will expire in a week and uh, after that new links will come up this is just discord being weird but whatever in addition to discord you can check out uh, our twitter feed at CHLM Legacy. Uh, also, Christopher, your Twitter feed might be updated during this weekend with some sort of tournament results. So, where's that? Yeah, I'll try and do my best. And uh, if you want to keep track on how well slash poor slash mediocre I'm doing, you can check me up on Twitter at monolithmtg. Or if you meet us in person, you're uh, much welcome to say hi and uh, if you have a token of uh, the lost minds of fandelver i will accept it i do still have my flow chart don't worry great great uh, you can find me on twitter at disco drogo and you can find us both in the discord and that is the end of the 44th episode of stockholm legacy report thank you Christopher Wikström and warm thanks to you for listening. The great Thranus has written our music. You can, as always, find their work on Spotify. Until next time, life is peaceful there. Go west, there in the open air. Go west where the skies are blue. Go west, this is what we're gonna do. <laughs>